passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, Vol Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Kerbison, going for you, Bacon. Another amazing podcast. We're breaking down the defensive side of the ball. We got to go to practice, and we're talking about every single position group and what we saw out of there. Before that, please, if you guys are watching, subscribe, uh, like, and comment on the YouTube video. If you're just listening, please rate and review, uh, share, download, re-download. It always helps. Um, and follow us on social media uh, at rbegan26, at Kyler Kerbson, and at Believe in Tennessee. So this podcast, breaking down the D-line, telling who stood out, who's the guy to replace Matthew Butler, talking about our edge guys, who were the young ones that really stood up, who, who, who maybe impressed us a little bit. Linebacker group, where's the depth? How are we looking there? Is there guys that can be good later? Who's the starters? Who's going to be the starting two there? We talk about that. And then the DB room, the depth of the DB room, who's going to be the starters, who really impressed us, who made the plays of the day, and all that great stuff. So without further ado, let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no sir Reed. No sir Reed. Final score, Tennessee 20. what did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we get into the podcast, we got to shout out our number one sponsor, betonline.ag. You guys know, I say it every podcast, it is the place to go for all your betting news and odds and sports, everything. That This is the place, okay? With BetOnline, you get the most up-to-date fighting news. You get to bet on MLB games going on right now, NFL. I mean, you can bet on anything. Team total wins, division wins, uh, individual players, all of it, okay? So 
now is the time to sign up. At Bet Online, you can sign up on your mobile device or you can uh, go online, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code BELIEVE at checkout. That's B L E A V. And you get that 50% welcome bonus. So listen, y'all, please use that. Please go to bet online when you're doing all your sports betting. It makes things a lot more fun and a lot more interesting. Um, and I always love them. They're the place to go. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody, to another amazing podcast. Uh, as you can tell, we're in the exact same thing because it's about 15 minutes after. Uh, Reed had to take a little potty break. Uh, but now we are talking about defensive side of the ball. Um, I'll just go ahead and say it, and we can get it out of the way, and then we can move into D-line. Reed, how we doing, bud? I'm doing great. Perfect. Now we'll move into the defensive line. I think this is a position group. I'm doing, I'm doing better after my potty break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I think this is the one position group on defense that I myself can pay attention to more easily because offensive line, defense line. And there were quite a few guys I was impressed with. Uh, the obvious ones of Roman Harrison, Byron Young, Tyler Barrett. Those guys are very impressive. I guess they're technically linebackers, but I almost see them as defensive ends. D-line, guys that stood out to me, Dijon Terry. Uh, I saw some sparks from Elijah. And I do think, like we said last podcast, Amari is one. He is the number one guy. He is the guy to step up in place of Matthew Butler. And I think he can do it. Um talking with some of the offensive line and figuring out like their side of it. They've the interior guys very much said like all of these guys are super powerful, but not all of them are quick twitch. Uh, so super strong defensive interior linemen, but it wouldn't say they're the quickest guys in the world. So that's an obvious thing where it's like, Oh, that's what we need to get better at. If there is a lot of outside tosses and runs and they get reached and we have that issue later on in the season we see that we can go back to this and be like ah makes sense that center was able to reach that guy pretty easily or that backside guard was able to reach our d tackle pretty easily um trying to go through the list some other guys i mean i saw some things from garland i wouldn't say like i'm like out of this world um it stinks. I didn't get to see Austin Lewis out there. Uh, he is nursing some kind of injury, but sure, he'll be back. Um, Tyree West, where were you, bud? That was that was my takeaway, too, because I even saw someone commented and they want to know about him. And it's like, hey, this is put up or shut up. Like, What are we doing here? And it's didn't notice him. Like, if you don't really notice a guy, if if, it, if he's not really popping off the screen, he's not making those tackles behind the line of scrimmage, he's not getting pressure on the quarterback, he's not beating guys in one-on-ones, it's like, all right, well, where are you, bud? So I did see him. I did notice him. I'm going to let you continue talking because you watched way more offensive defense line than I did yeah. until a little bit later on, which they did the – 
basically everyone but offensive defense line was doing special teams. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I made my way over and watched, and I got to t- watch some of the one-on-one, two-v-two combos. And Which, I, I will admit, I was coaching up guys over there and wasn't always able to watch every rep. Right. There was conversation. So I was having Gerald Mincy with Dane Davis, with Jeremiah Crawford, with some of the tackles that maybe I did miss reps. So I will say that. Yeah. So uh, for me, D-line um, – Elijah has been Elijah ever practice that I've seen. So now four straight times, like uh, he probably looks a little bit better physically. I mean, they're saying that he's sloppy. Yeah. But like, he's still just a large man. Yeah. So I guess he made the biggest jump for me. I thought he looked really good at spring. And so now he probably still looks exactly same he did in spring. So um, I, what I love about Elijah is that he is that like bulldog, he gives it everything he has. He's physical as all get out. But, like, sometimes that doesn't make the best defensive lineman. And I think – and I'm not knocking him, but what I'm explaining to you is if you all think back to what makes the best, especially interior defensive lineman, mm-hmm. basically any defensive lineman at a major uh, power five school and in the NFL, they're all they're all strong – but what makes the one separate is their hands and their quickness with their hands and their feet. Yep. And that's what made Matthew Butler so good. It's like Matthew Butler had the size. Yeah. But like he was so good with his hands and feet last year. And, you know, I love talk. I love watching D line play, but like I love Jeffrey Simmons for the Titans. Like I was so happy when we got him. Like what set, what separates him? Fletcher Cox, Cameron Hayward, Aaron, Aaron Donald, Chris Jones. They're all not just big and strong, but they are really, really fast with their feet and their hands. And when I say really fast, I mean fast for their size. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's what really separates, like I said, like everyone's strong, but it's like, how do you, how quick can you use that strength and how can you use that? And so it's like, I thought that was really telling by one of the offensive line telling you that, that like, hey, everyone in the middle is really strong. I think the reason DeJount Terry stood out to us today is because he did have those quick hands and, and some nice swing moves and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was plays where, like, he wasn't necessarily making the tackle, but he's disrupting right. the course of the running back. He's making it to where linebackers can come and make – and that's what you want out of defensive linemen. It's not always about them shining and them making the tackle. But, hey, did you mess up that double team? Right. Did you cause a running back to have to just – move a little bit more than he needed to. Like, those things can stack up and make a difference throughout a game. Right. It's funny because for whatever reason – now, today when I was watching the 2v2 combos, I got to really take a lot in. But a lot of times for me, like, I have an easier time really breaking down what I'm seeing when I'm actually watching a game Mm -hmm. for offensive-defensive line. I feel like I'm better at breaking down probably receivers and DBs and even linebackers when I'm at practice. Yeah, for sure. But I feel like for offensive line to me, because there's a completion with offensive line, like they're in, they're not actually going to sack the quarterback. They're not actually going to make a, a real, real block for holding long. But like for me, interior, yeah, like I, like we mentioned, Elijah, DT, Amari Thomas, Latrell Bumpus, you know, whoever else is going to have a chance to um, – you know, have have a chance to be that rotation. Yeah, I did like what I I did like what I saw from from Tyree West. Like 
I think he is that guy that has that good speed, hand, power, quickness kind of combo. Mm-hmm. Um, and he already looks like for a freshman, like he does already look like a guy that could potentially help with giving some reps and depth. Um, so it was good to see him. Same thing with Jordan Phillips. There's a couple of times where the two freshmen got to go together with Jordan Phillips and Tyree West. Um, but what you got, so it was good to see those guys. And and I thought they both were, were fine. Tyree was probably a little bit more disruptive on some stuff, but I know what everyone really cares about deep that the interior is very, very important. And everyone knows that, mm. but it's probably is going to be a little bit of status quo. I would say um, with the guys that we have returning now, for the edge guys, the it's edge very, guys, it's, it's linebacker, DN hybrid kind of guys. Well, it's very status quo with Byron Young, Roman Harrison. Which, by the way, I've already said it. Byron Young looked bigger. Roman Harrison looked a little bit bigger. Tyler Barron looked better. Ty, Tyler Barron looked not bigger. bigger, better. Like he yeah. looks leaner and more muscular, right? Than he was before, right? So they just look they look physically better, which which is great. Now, everyone wants to know about the edge guys, James Pierce and Joshua Joseph. I got to see them immediately when I got there. And, like, Joshua Joseph looks really great as a freshman, like, meaning body-wise. Like, he's got a good frame for a freshman. Like, could he could he be in, in play this year for my, for my how he just looks, speed and physicality and, like, size-wise? He looks like he could. Now, is he going to? I have no idea. Like – I, I can't pick that up from one practice today. Like, I don't I don't know if he's going to be. I'm just saying it's nice to see the 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 overall depth. And as you guys watch the offense, we, we kind of talked about how the team looks so much better. But it's not necessarily that there's going to be a bunch of different starters. Mm-hmm. It's just that we have a lot more depth and a lot more potential moving for the future. Yeah, forward. Yeah. And so, like, uh, Joshua Joseph, like he looks great. Like I'm excited that Tennessee got him. James Pierce, I mean, he looks great too. Like talk- before you move on, James Pierce, because I want you to talk about him. The offensive line said Joshua Joseph is going to be a problem. Okay, good. Well, that's great. That's they great. they were like, this kid is going to be a problem when he gets older. When he puts weight on, his arms are way longer. You think they are? Yeah, like, no, he no, is no. scratching his knees. His arms are so long. It- and they were very much like, he is going to be very good. Well, you didn't tell me that until now. So I'm, I'm excited. Which is why like, I like to do that. Yeah. I, I wanted to see what you had to say. And that's one of the reasons why I love to get the opportunity to talk to the guys. To actually ask them, hey, who's the best guy out here? Hey, who's the one who is really good? Who's the best worker? Who's the fastest? Who, who would you consider the best linebacker? Who would you consider the best? That always helps me determine, Mike, you guys go against them every day. You know right. more than I do, way right. more than I would pick up from one practice. And they said, like, he's he's going to be an issue. I'd love to hear that. He does look like a, a, a DT, Darrell Taylor. He does. So, he does. like, a younger version of him, they kind of exactly. look, look almost the exact same. But, like I said, I didn't necessarily get to see enough to where I was like, yes, impact day one. But, like, when I first saw him, I said, this is great. I've always said I want more of the guys – that I that I see at LSU, that I see at Georgia, that I see at Alabama, that you see at Florida over the years. And it's like it's nice. We we got a, a blue chip guy, and like so, it's good to see that. Like, and it's great to hear that because mm-hmm. they know. So to James Pierce, another guy who is long for days, tall, 
I mean, that guy has all the potential in the world just because of his frame and his size and athletic ability. Exactly. I mean, like six five, two twenty. Like, like the like. the NFL scouts that you guys heard us mention that were there today, the Rams, Chargers, Green Bay. Like, you have to see a guy like that and just take notice because if he does put on weight. Yeah. Because he could get to he what's he listening like to? Two twenty, two thirty. Two twenty. So like, he's two twenty now. Yeah. He could get to two fifty, two fifty five, and still be lean. Yeah, it's like I wonder what twenty seven is going to look like next year. Like right. as a scout, right? You're like right. oh, that that guy looks like he's got a frame on him. Yes, yes. So and what I loved is when I was watching the two v two, is and I loved it. I felt like Tyree West, Jordan Phillips, uh, Joshua Joseph. And James Pierce, because I was kind of on that side where it was more the younger guys. So I was on the offensive right side, which makes sense because then Byron Young and some of those older guys were going against the left tackles. Mm -hmm. But I loved how they all were like working and trying to coach each other up and help each other out. Like it just seemed like they were always talking. They were always trying to figure something out. And Rodney Garner was there. And I remember I saw I got I just was lucky that I was standing there at this right time. But James Pierce comes off. Rodney Garner's like, you got to be more vertical. And what he means by that is take your path and get to the quarterback. Don't be trying to do this banana around and this isn't high school anymore type crap. He didn't say that, but I'm saying that's what he means. Like this isn't high school. You're just going to loop around him. There will be times like that, but he said, once you make your move, get vertical. So the very next time I was like, okay, James Pierce coming up in this two V two. I want to see what he does. Mm -hmm. And dang it. He took one step and made his move and got vertical and Rodney Garner was like, that's what the hell I'm talking about. Like, good, he good probably play. was there for the sack, too. Right. And so, no, yeah, it was a great play. They yeah. they they did exactly what and, – and I love to see Rodney was like, absolutely, great, like, great rep. So, it was good. But, like, man, it is awesome to have edge guys. Like, it was great because I'm very excited when Byron Young's gone and, you know, Roman Harris and stuff. And then, you know, you keep recruiting. We got two dogs coming in next year. And yeah. that's going to be James Pierce and Joshua Joseph are a year older. Yep. So it's just like you just keep then, that revolving door, and it's um, it's just yeah. nice to see Davion and then Herring, both right? Of those guys, and so it's just good to see that for freshmen that those guys are not like, yeah, I could see them, you know, maybe maybe doing something as a junior and senior. It's like no, these guys are going to be problems. Yeah, so they're going to be issues for offensive line we go against. Like that's perfect. And I thought they were all, I thought they were all good workers too. Like I thought they were there. Like I honestly thought, like basically. The entire team that I could really notice was like all working hard and really getting after it. Like the only people that like just kind of like weirdly stood out in a couple of things that I'm just kind of like, what what's going on here was like Jalen and Jalen Hyatt and Miles Campbell. And it's just kind of like it just I, I don't know, like it just was a weird vibe or, or whatever. And I'm not saying they weren't practicing hard, so don't don't take that at all. But everyone else is just like it's just nice to see they're not like, hey, let's just get through this. Like they, you know, it's camp. It sucks. Yeah, it, it we've does. we've been there. Like I remember, it sucks. Yeah, I remember being there, and I'm just like, like, a if I roll an ankle right now, like, thanks, Lord, like, because I'm just I'm ready. But like, you're just trying to get through it instead of getting better. But I feel like, and you know, obviously these guys are much better caliber athletes than I ever was. So it's like awesome to see that's like, okay, we're here. We're gonna work. We're gonna get better. Um, so yeah, D line, uh, edge guys, I'm really excited about. And then, like I said, interior, I would like to have maybe one more guy, um, step up that like gets to Amari's level. Well, that like, Just, I, yeah, like I want, I want a Latrell Bumpus or like a Byron Eason to be well, able to give it's really, it's really because they came in with such high expectations, both of them. And it's like, where are you? Everyone's waiting for you to be that guy, to be the one who helps this team. And they just haven't done it. 
Yeah, Byron Easton's still younger. I mean, he's 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 a retro sophomore, so he's he's younger, meaning he's got plenty of years if he can play. But like, he's an older guy he's in the three program. years in, yeah, right? So it's like, year. yeah, so it's like let's hopefully see something him. And I'm gonna I gotta give this kid a shout out because I noticed him a couple times. I didn't know who he was, but uh, so it was Jason Jenkins, the, okay. that, that guy that they added super late from New Jersey, and we were both like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> the highlights were nothing, but like. He's a good sized kid out there. Like, yeah, they have him listed at 6'6, 280. Like, I noticed him multiple times, like, good efforts, like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. once again, not saying that he's going to help this year at all, but I'm saying, like, at least I noticed him. And, like, yeah, like, I good frame, good athlete, good moving, still got good sides put on. And I was like, is that him? And it was. And I was like, dang, like, I remember seeing his highlight film and being like, this guy's trash, but like, not trash, but like not good compared to some of the other highlights we've seen. But like watching him out there, like I was like happy with what I saw yeah. for him. So held his own, like exactly what you said in the offense, like for a third string guy, you're like, okay, yeah, that's pretty good. Right. You know, like you're comparing him as a third string guy, not as against the first strings. So I saw and I saw Dominic Bailey too. So number 90, red shirt sophomore is a junior, six three, two seventy. Um I, I thought that he did – I thought he did fine in some of the stuff that I saw um, and some of the reps that I saw. So um, – but, yeah, it was exciting to see those edge guys. It really, really was for depth purposes. Yeah, and, dude, you know. I'm, I'm telling you. And and this can kind of be a transition to the linebacker, but they had a two-minute drill at the end of practice. And the defensive line that was in there was Amari Thomas, was Tyler Barron, was Byron Young and Roman Harrison. Byron and Roman at DN, Tyler Barron and Amari Thomas at D-tackle. And that's scary. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a three, as a guard going against a defensive end that's pretty big in Tyler Barron, and then you got on that same side Byron Young. So them running games, twists, all that kind of stuff, that'll mess you up. Yeah. So – I just love that wrinkle into the defense of like, hey, it's two minute. They got to go score. Let's throw our rushers out there, and they're going to eat right on some offensive line this right. year, no. which I'm very excited about. I love that. You know, I thought, and I th- I do think Tyler Barron is a good enough size guy that he can hold his own in exactly. that in that in that middle. Because I mean, listen, it is a passing down, but you just can't give up these lanes or put someone in a D tackle. It's not going to be for everyone's concern of a running, running quarterback. quarterback. Right. It's Tyler Barron at defensive end is at three technique. So it's like he is in the interior where everyone was running before, right up the middle. It's it's you got a you got a guy who's usually an end playing a D tackle compared to having Elijah Simmons and they're trying to chase someone down. Yeah. Exactly. So um, but anyways, I'm I'm very excited to talk linebackers. So first off, I had not heard much. We had not really heard anything really about Jawan Mitchell. Nothing. But like nobody mentioned them. But I'm telling you right now, I wasn't even sure if he was back from injury. Right, right. I'm gonna say this right now. So we got to because we were going in, <laughs> we're at towards the end of practice or at the end of practice as we were leaving. Like we went in and grabbed some waters and Gatorades in the little, uh, right there in the yeah the the nutrition the, bar, nutrition bar. And so Jawan Mitchell was walking through, and Reed went over there and hugged all of okay. the love. <laughs> <laughs> not true. No, I did not hug. Only person that I hugged and dapped up today were our guys, Jacob Warren. Jacob yeah. But um, but I saw Jawan. I said, hey, like, how you feeling? Like, how how's you know how you folding the camp? He's like, man, I feel great. I said, well, I loved. 
the energy and kind of that, you know, the energy and the pop that you and Jeremy brought. And he said, always baby, like got to do it. And like, I was like, you know, best of health, best of luck. He said, Hey, I appreciate it. And like, he looked good. He did. I'm going to tell you right He's now. He's got like his body looked good. Jer- Jeremy Banks uh, and, 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 and Jawan Mitchell both looked bigger this year. Yeah. They, they, 110%. They look a hell of a lot better this year than they did. I'm just talking size, speed. Like if I had I not, Jeremy looked leaner too. I thought, I thought Jeremy looked great. Yeah. I, and I loved how Jeremy and Juwan were flying around. They were feeding off of each other. They were feeding off each other. So well. Yes. They were feeding off each other. They were just keep it. They were doing what middle linebackers and, and linebackers need to do. Keep, keep that energy, get the energy from, for the whole defense, get guys in line. And like, I just loved it. And like, I'm not going to – I'm saying both their names, but, like, Aaron Beasley. Like, I wish I would have been able to say Aaron Beasley. I showed up and he looks bigger. He looks pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. He looks like he's maybe put a – like, he's a, maybe a slight bit thicker, but, like, he looks the same. Like, I don't see – but Aaron Beasley was playing a lot today. Like, I still feel like – They might rotate. I, I feel like it's still status quo at linebacker. Everybody's wanting to know about some of these other people. Like, you're still going to have Jeremy Banks balling out. You're still going to have Juwan Mitchell in there. You're going to have Aaron Beasley. You're going to have Solomon Page. And that's fine. Like, you know, it's another year of them and keep them healthy. Like, we didn't get to see Juwan Mitchell a lot, but it was just great to see the difference in the bodies. Because, like I said, I saw Jeremy Banks last year, and I was like, yeah, he's okay. He's good size. I see him this year. I'm like, he looks like the, like yeah. he looks like the SEC linebacker that I want. Juwan Mitchell walking right next to him looks like an SEC linebacker that I want. Yep. And – um. Juwan made a hell of an interception today. Uh, I was I was like, he better not not mention this because he made an incredible, like, come from behind on the route, diving catch interception that it, it, versus the ones. It's not like he's going against Milton or – No, it was Hendon. Case, it was, it was Hendon. Hendon yeah. like, and he made this interception versus Hendon. And I always thought, like, okay, Juwan seems as more – a smaller quote unquote coverage linebacker. Like that's his strong suit. He's not 250. And to see him actually just do it like really good coverage and then be able to make it a athlete, very athletic, incredible play. And it's not like, hey, we're in helmets, we're in full pass. Right. Yeah. And I was, I mean, honestly, the three best catches of the day was one by Jawan Mitchell at the <laughs> interception. The other Ramel one was Keaton. was the Ramel Keaton one that I said one on ones, and then probably Caleb Webb, uh, that he had that one that was like kind of across the middle that he kind of had to dive for in team. Yeah, but so those are probably three. So the fact that our middle linebacker had one of the better catches today was exactly. Was, I guess you could say awesome or bad, but <laughs> but 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 we, no, we did I, say they dropped a few. On the but um, but yeah, I was man. It was just great to see that they look good, they look healthy, they look physically great. So it was awesome. I mean, and like I said. They look better. They look the part. Not to say that they didn't look the part last year. I just think they look even more the part. Yeah. Now, uh, freshman. Yes. I, so, once again, I thought he was very productive in high school. I didn't necessarily maybe love his physical attributes or, like, maybe his speed. But, like, uh, Elijah Herring. Mm-hmm. I, is that – Elijah's the one that's yes. here now. Yes. What's um, – who's his brother that's coming next year? Um. Because I don't want to mix them up. I should know. He DM'd me. Caleb. Yeah, Caleb. Caleb, 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 Caleb. Yep. So, so 
I loved what I saw again. Remember I said in spring, I was like, um, let me, I just want to have the names here cause it's good to refer back to. So yeah, Elijah Heron, I saw him in spring. I was like, dang, like he looks pretty good. Like he's a good size kid for a freshman. Like looks rocked up, looks good. It's good. Yeah. I see him again today and I'm like, looks good. Like had some nice plays, moved pretty well, flows to the ball. Well, all that, you know, good stuff. Well, then I see, um, Caleb Perry, who was a, is a, I mean, he wasn't even early enrollee. I don't think, I think no, he just can't, he's there yeah. now. I think he's just been there since summer, but he's the one from, um, Kentucky. I hate the number 40 cause it's super lame for him. That's true. But he, he, he's a good size kid for a freshman. And like, and he today, he made Kyler and I both go, Ooh, like nice hit because they were in team. Someone catches a slant route and you're listening. He comes up and pops him. Man. Yeah. It's like, and, and you're not, these guys are not tackling, they're 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 thudding up. They're staying up. Yeah, but they're they're, but they're trained not to take wrap to and take to the ground. Right, right. They're not taking to the ground. And by the way, I, I forgot to say this on one of the one on ones where Cedric Tillman had beat someone deep. The ball was a little bit overthrown. He died. He dove for it, and right when he dove for it, all the coaches were like, "Stay up, stay up." It's like we get your competitive. <laughs> yeah, we get. We want get you. To, we want you to catch it, but like, bro, you don't dive in a one on one like at practice. So, but anyway, so it's like they they tell these guys to keep guys up, but like. Caleb's like instinctive, like guy catches it, he pops him. And it was like a nice little hit and stuff. So it was good to see him. Like I feel good about Elijah and Caleb as, as freshmen. Like they look good. They got good size. They move pretty well. Like, so it was nice to see. I was, yeah, I was and, happy and, about that. And some other guys that like, I just noticed them. They, they, they popped off William Mohan. I, I, oh, yeah. dude, he had some of the same kind of hits that Elijah did where he came across or a, a wide receiver coming across the middle tight end, whatever. And he, steps up and gives him a pop. He had some great pops on running backs, meeting him in the hole. And also watching individual drills and watching drills. Like we talked about in the last pod, but they had a drill where it was linebacker tight end or DB wide receiver. They're blocking. And then there's a runner behind them. And it's reading the block. Uh, you know, you're trying to block the defensive guy. Defensive guy's trying to get off. I mean, watching William, he was like throwing – he like threw Fant one play and, he, and was able to make the tackle. I'm like, heck yeah, bro. He's a very physical player. I I wish he would have been one of the guys that I saw today that was like, dang, he looks bigger. I he, guess that he, is that is he, true. He he was a smaller linebacker coming in. Yep. He looks a little bit bigger, but he's still a Six, younger one, two, ten. But so he's, least, I mean, yeah, yeah, so he's still a younger guy. But like if he can get to a junior and senior year where he's, you know, six one, two twenty. Because he plays very physical. Now, is he going to play this year? No. Like, no, there's four linebackers right, ahead of him right, at least. Right. So he's not going to – I mean, I play meaning defensively. Like, he'll play special teams and stuff. But, like, heck of a good special teams are. Yep. You know, he could be a guy that's like a Jalen Rees-Maben that plays and you're, like, notice him on special teams. Mm -hmm. And then you look up and he's, you know, as your starter as a junior or senior. Like, that, right. that just could be – but, yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. Yes, he, he brings up some pop. Yeah, and then I think another – question that some fans had was Jackson Hanna and I think it's just <sighs> your your quality but like you're it's just not it man like you don't quite have the body to play that position that you need you, you're, you're not quite as fast as the other guys you're not quite as strong as the other guys it's th there's a reason he's a walk-on no, he's scholarship. Is he scholarship? Yes, he was a three-star coming out of – But I thought he was – because he was transferring, it's really just walking on. It's not scholarship. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure about Which that. Which could be, possibly. 
you know, don't get mad at us in the comments. I know you guys do that when we don't have our information correct. But I just I don't see it. Special teams guy. I, I it's not now. If it if it might be in the future, great. I fantastic, but it's not now. Yeah, he's running with the threes. I, yeah. I thought the, I think his speed is a good. I think he has good speed. Um, I thought when they brought him off the edge, this was in um in some of the drills they'd bring him off the edge and some of those linebacker blitzes. Like I think he has pretty good speed. He, yeah. He's he's physical. Like he brings good speed, pretty good hands. Um, he's just, I think the size wise is not what we were hoping for. I mean, they get him listed at 6'3", 225, but it's a very, uh, underwhelming 6'3", 225. Like it, it's not, it wasn't anything I mean, popping off. It's just, but like I said, you know, he's, he's a redshirt junior. So like maybe he, he competes for some stuff next year, but like probably just a depth guy, probably just a special teamers, but yeah. But yeah, I don't see him unseating any of the four guys that are already there. No, I don't. I don't either. I, I think those guys are pretty much solidified yeah. where they're at. So, and this, I mean, bro, the the linebacker core and the absolute travesty that it was when we first went to practice oh, after Perot left, and to now, these guys are like, they're scary looking. That's what you want on defense. You want the offense to look over and go, that's a scary-looking MFR right there. I mean, Kurt Majet was a scary-looking dude. Derek Barnett was a scary-looking dude. A.J. Johnson was a scary-looking dude. When you looked across and you're like, okay, I got to go block him. He's about to pop my ass. Right. And that's what you want out of a linebacker. You don't want like – Well, you're a pussy and you got scared. <laughs> Listen, I said they're scary-looking. I didn't say I got scared. Sounds like you're scared of man. Well, I did block them, so. You should have been like, I'm 77, and I'm going to go there and put their dick in the dirt. <laughs> I know what you mean. Just start screaming across the thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm coming for you. <laughs> what was it in Waterboy? Uh, he's, like, looking at him. He's like, he's like 69, 69, 69, <laughs> like, gives him the ball. He's like, uh, water sucks. It really, <laughs> yeah. really sucks. Yeah, yeah, right. but I get, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, man, it was, it was great to see. Uh, like I said, it was just nice to see Juwan because, you know, we know that was a question mark. Yeah, we know, and it was good to see Jeremy bigger. But like we know, what Beasley and Page yep. and um, Banks and all those guys can do. Now, and I think everyone thought it was going to be Banks and Beasley, and. It's more looking like Banks and Juwan. Right. For sure. For sure. So yeah. now we know that. Yeah. So, and to go to DBs, there's a lot. A lot. A so lot. many, there, there, dude. There's a lot here for me to tell you guys. So I watch this. I, I watch a lot. Basically, a lot of my numbers of interest and notes were DBs. So um, I guess for you all that want to know, like the starters would have been uh, was let's see, it was Warren Burrell uh, at an outside. It was uh, Tamari McDonald kind of down in the star position. Yep. Tank, and then Tank, Tank was at safety. Tank and Trey were back at safeties. Yep. And then the other corner with Kamal Haddon not practicing today was uh, Christian Charles. Mm -hmm. And um, – so those might have been what you would have called, quote, unquote, your starters. And the other starter, I saw Christian Charles out there, but they could have easily rotated, and I didn't notice because this time I was on the on the other side. I try to get as back as much depth as I can. 
But um, so much death. I'm literally just going through these and being yeah, like, so, "Oh wow, he made a play today. Yep, he did good today." It's just yeah, like, yeah. It's wild. It's it's wild. So I, once again, I really, really hope that Trey and Tank can take an, just a nut, even if it's just a small step forward from last year, because I think they're good quality players. Mm-hmm. But like I've mentioned, I'm not trying to hate on them. But like I just don't know if they're difference makers. They make they make some plays, but can they make difference maker plays? How would you multiple times? How would you compare them to possibly previous Tennessee players that you've seen before? Yeah, I, listen. I, instead of doing that, uh, I mean, obviously, let's just for fun. I love hold or on, not I, even that, just any player, right? That someone would know. Yeah, I listen. I love Madden, and listen, we all know Eric Berry is great. So we'll say if, if when Eric Berry was at UT. For college, I mean, the guy's like a 98, 99. So he, yeah. was, he was in Madden. He was great. So, like, I want – I hope that Tank and Trey can give us some consistency of 83s to 86s. Okay. Because I think sometimes last year they might have been, like, 77s to, like, 82s, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I'm not knocking those guys. Like, I love the way both of them are practice. They both look good. They look physical. I mean – Tanks always look pretty good, but Trey is probably a little bit thicker and bigger than he was last year. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm not knocking those guys. Like, I love how they compete, how hard they practice, all that stuff. But, like, they are still back there. And it's like – it's as a DB coach, I get why they're back there. Like, as for, for Willie Martinez, like, I get – because, like, it's really, really hard to replace experience. They, they, they played, they played a lot of – they played a lot of football in the, in the you know, Southeastern Conference. Now – is Tamari McDonald going to be the one that's playing down there in that star position? I don't know. It was today's one practice. They could have just been trying him out there today. That's true. You know? And yeah. so, but I did see um, Wesley Walker, Georgia Tech kid. I liked what I saw from him a lot. They had yeah. him playing the star position. Uh, I think he looks like a good athlete. Got some nice swag about him. Got some nice <laughs> – and when I say swag, guys, I don't necessarily just mean, like, how he's actually, like, dressed. I'm talking about how he carries himself, how he moves his hips, how he moves his feet, like he's just a good fluid athlete. Like, yep. he was out there getting a lot of reps. Um, so, it's like I was happy with what I saw from him. Um, I tell you, know, you what, these 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 team numbers are going to get me. Yeah. I mean, Kamal, Christian Charles, Tamir McDonald, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Wesley Walker, all those guys. So – um, Brandon Turnage. I actually thought I would see a little bit more of him today, so he's changed numbers to number eight. Like, mm-hmm. I was expecting to maybe see him rotate a little bit more with the ones. Um, because I still think that, that, that he's a good player and got some good potential. I mean, obviously, he stepped in last year and had a good statistic game, yeah. Which I think, statistic game when you're that money, that star position, it's easier to have, like we mentioned on last year's pods, yeah. But I mean. I know everyone wanted to know about uh, uh, turning time from Ohio State and Nashville. Mm-hmm. Kid's a young kid already, but like he, like I mean, he still looks young. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, one seventy-five, six foot one seventy-five. Like, been- but but what I was saying is he, um, I think he's a. I'm pulling it up here just so I'm right. Yeah. So he's a redshirt freshman. So, but what I say is like he's a good-looking athlete. Like he's a good-looking kid, but like, is he going to play and help right away now? I don't. I don't necessarily know that. But like when you hear reports that are saying that like. He might, you know, he's got a chance to be a pretty good player. Like, yeah, like that might be next year, though. Yeah, it but doesn't he does, mean he will start. Right, right. But he looks, he looks good. So it's like, it's just, it's just wild the options that they have back there. And there's only five positions, you know, nowadays because of uh, 
basically all the defenses play in like what I, you know, a nickel type de- yeah. type defense. Exactly. I will say um, that a lot of people that are, are, are not talked about as much as they were last year because there's new names. And as fans, when we hear recruits and we hear uh, transfers and those kind of take our ears, but like mm-hmm. people forget. Distracted right. But people, but people remember about Danico, forget about Danico Slaughter, but like he had the play of the day. He I mean, finished practice. He he ended practice, and it was he looks like a good athlete. Like how he moves around, the swag that he carries himself with, all that stuff. Like I think it's very impressive. And so people, I just haven't heard much talk about him lately. And like he was running with the twos. Yep. But he was in the star position. Yep. It's so the ones could be an easy rotation into the star to give uh, McDonald a, just a break in, well, if, in the if, game. If, you know what I mean? If, it's if, like not even like. Yeah, it if, has to be this guy plays the entire game because what happened to us last year? Fourth quarters, end of games, everyone's tired. There's no depth. Now yeah. we have guys. Even I'm saying, even if Tamarian McDonald is a starter, we don't know if he's a starter. It was just one practice it's that true. we saw the day. Was he running with the ones? Yes, but like they rotate because they'll bring in the ones and then they'll run the twos and threes. And if they go back to the ones again, like sometimes they flop D line yeah, and flip like they linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you never know. But like, so the ones. Verse one today did the two minute drill to end practice, and yeah. I think and I think the ones got a field goal out of it. Now the, two, the twos go up, they meet, they're getting ready. Joe Milton's get back there, everyone's lining up. First play, the Nico Slaughter picks it off, house calls it, and goes the distance. <laughs> and I think the one of my favorite things I saw all day behind besides how awesome that was yes. to get the pick six, run the end zone, badass, the entire, the very badass move, the, the whole, entire, defense. whole whole defense. <laughs> but the first person. Obviously, because he was behind the offense watching, but the first person to meet Danico Slaughter in the end zone was Coach Heupel. Yeah, and he's an offensive he's, coach. Yeah, he's like an he's offensive supposed coach. To support the offense. Yeah, he's an <laughs> offensive coach. He is the head coach, but like he ran and was all fired up and like chest bumped Danico, and like everybody went bananas. And that literally ended practice. And so it was like it was awesome to see Danico do that and to have that moment. Another play that stood out to me, which every time I've gone to practice, like the he this this guy has made at least one play or something that I'm like, oh, wow, like nice play, you know, nice pop, nice whatever, but was Romello Edwards. And, you know, he's a redshirt senior. It's like he's been around, so it's like I hate that maybe he's not going to get a chance to maybe start or maybe not play as much. But, like, every time I'm there, whether it's how he conducts himself, how he competes, whatever, but, like, today, one-on-ones, he didn't necessarily get beat because he's a one-on-one. He's at five yards and a guy runs a BS slant route. Like anybody can, any, any of us DBs can get beat mm-hmm. if we're five yards of depth and a guy steps in and runs, runs three, two steps and slants. Like, so yeah. So like, yeah, he maybe wins the route, but if I tackle him for a two yard gain, like as a DB, I'm like, throw all the two yard routes you want. Cause we're going to make the tackle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but what happened is guy runs and I don't know what receiver it was, runs a two star or two step slant in, catches it. Romello's right there on it. He could have blasted him or made the tackle. And what's he do? He peanut punches the ball out. And it goes right to the ground. And and get it, this is only one-on-one. So it's like, but he still finished the play. He scooped it up. And who was there? It was Coach Martinez was like, let's fucking go. Like that's and so it's like Romello has always done that when I've been there. And like, I wish he was younger so that he would have a chance to yeah. To really- it, I mean, it's one on ones. I hear you say like it's just one on one, but it's still like you know, it's a, are, it's how a, are you creating your habits? Exactly. When you get on the field, are you going to be thinking about should I try and do this? No, you're going to react. You're going to punch that ball. 
because you know, oh, I, there was nothing I could do about this route. How can I make up for it? Let's make a damn fumble. Right. Let's get the ball back. Right. And it's just like, let's take care of those opportunities, which is why, I mean, Coach Martinez is so damn fired up. It's like, dude. Yeah. And it's what made me fired yeah, up. Yeah, it's, like, it's the it's, little stuff. It was one of my favorite plays of the day because, like, that's just, you just you compete all the way through the whistle and, like, you know, like it's a one-on-one. Like I think it's kind of chicken shit sometimes that they run like a, a slant. Like hey, what you're not doing anything. Do. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. What do you want to do here? Like I get – and then listen, it and the reason slants are fine to run in one-on-ones, but the thing is it wasn't even an outside receiver. Like it, it wasn't like a like – <laughs> It was a look. slot. It was a slot receiver yeah. running a slant. So it's just kind of like, come on, man, like give me a break here. But I thought it was an awesome play. Um, I, I You know, I know you guys want to know about so many of the different players and – like I said, um, so for freshmen, size-wise, once again, are these guys going to be playing in starters? Probably not. But for depth and starting-wise, like Cameron Miller looked good back there. Like I get why they moved him back there. I thought he looks the part. Uh, Jordan Thomas, uh, number 25, which is a guy that you and I both liked, his yeah. highlight film, like he is a good-sized kid, 6'2", 200 pounds. I love to see a 6'2", 200-pound kid that looks like he does as a freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, D Williams is a guy that you and I both liked his highlights. He had some really nice plays today. Now he's a Juco kid, so he's a little bit yeah, older, he's older, but like, I liked what I saw from him. Um, Christian Charles didn't practice today. Um, like I said, Kamal Han didn't play, but like all the newcomers, like I was, you know, I was happy with what I saw. I'm really happy with what I saw from Wesley Walker. Like I thought turning time was fine. Like Cam Miller, I'm happy. I'm fine with what I saw. Like, obviously he's running with like the threes and fours, but, like, he still looks like a good athlete. And then, um, like, the two guys I just mentioned, D. Williams and um, and, and Jordan Thomas. Mm-hmm. It's Those those guys are, are great new additions. Um, when I just look at the team and I look at the defensive backfield, I look at the linebackers, I look at whatever, like, I'm like, okay, good. It's not just three or four or five guys, six guys, and then you can tell the walk-ons. Like, I yeah. finally feel like we are starting to have some of these blue chip guys size wise and probably speed wise. So that's, what's been nice to see. I still think the DBs are going to be a lot of same names as last year. Um, but you know, I, I, I mean, it's just, I think for me, the only one I'm really excited about is to see who the star position is and probably who's the second outside guy. Cause I think Warren Burrell is going to be the starter. Yeah. He's played a lot of ball and you, yeah, tank, and he's, tank, he's impressed what he's played. So tank, take and Trey, they're going to be back there unless one of them moves up. And then, like I said, to Mary McDonald, like if, if he's the one that starts there or maybe the Wesley, Wesley Walker, like I'll be interested to see who starts at star and then who starts opposite of corner besides Warren Burrell. Yeah. And that's the thing too, dude, let's like, you really like go through the list of guys and you're like, okay, who starts the other side? Is it Brandon Turnage? Maybe. Is it, is it, Kamal Hayden, maybe. See, is I, it, I would probably bet Kamal Hayden. I would too. I would too. I mean, is it, it – there's just so many guys in that field. Is it the transfers? It, like, will they be able to step up? It, right. It's just there's so many guys in the DB room. It's a great Willie Martinez has just a plethora of guys he can throw yeah. in there. Yeah, and I and I and listen, I think I think you'll I think probably early you'll probably see what we saw last year against Bowling Green. Well, they're going to rotate and give a lot of these guys some quality snaps. Yeah, and that, those first games were, hey, we like we understand we're going to win this game. Right. We know this. Uh, you know, you might not want to say that to people, but you understand that you're going to win. It's like, all right, what can we work on? What right. can we get better at? Right. So that we are ready for Florida, Georgia, Bama. 
Yeah. Later on in the season. Yeah. So, um, ultimately, for me, I'll say it again, like I just said it on offense. I speak for both of us. Just everything about that program is in the right direction. Yeah. It's so awesome. Yep. And a lot of these younger guys, are they going to help right away and make meaningful plays this fall? I don't necessarily know about that. There, there's obviously going to be a few of them that that do. For sure. But, like, there's still going to be a lot of the same starters. We just have some good quality upcoming players and some good quality depth. Um, and I just I just love this. I love Coach Hype. It's, he said what he – he did what he said he was going to do. He got guys in here. Yeah. That's and, the first thing he said. And he still, he and said he's, all the time. And he still has to continue to do it. He's, yes, he does. You he know, does. we're still, we still got to get some, some, some blue chip offensive linemen in there. We still got to get some more defensive tackles in there. Like there's still some of these guys that we got to continue. Like, um, and, and, but I just trust these guys on game day. I respect and appreciate how they handle their business and how they treat yeah. the players in the program. Yep. And, I also now I also trust them to get the most out of certain players and to progress to certain players. So I just wanted to reiterate that. So if someone didn't catch the offense, they catch defense. Yeah. Now I'll leave it because you're seeing you're seeing the progression as it goes. I will I will be I will stop talking now. <laughs> the, the the last thing I'll say before and I'll let you kind of close us out, but I want to hear your opinion too, is like yeah. Only thing that we really don't know, and it's a big facet of the game, is like I think we'll be good on kick return and 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 punt and yeah, punt return did. and punt return. But like I don't know what I'm going to see from our kicker. Like I'm still not sold on, you know, the kickers just frustrate me, man. Like just to give you guys an example, so when they were doing the two v two offense, so that you have the entire offensive line, entire defense line, but then this side goes two v two, this side goes two v two. Well, we're right up under the uprights. Uprights. And the kickers are kicking towards this. And what happens? He bings, dings the uh, upright, upright and then it flies and it into the drill. And I'm like, bro, there's like seven other, like, what are we doing here? But then when we go to team, there's no one on that field anymore. But he's standing over there, like jumping around, like just talking. And like, I'm like, you know, it's it's from a funny YouTube video that my buddies and I always talk about. It was this guy that got pissed when we when we lost to Alabama back in it, it was uh when we lost to Alabama in 2009. It's a very funny video. I'll show it to you. And the guy goes, is a fan, UT fan, filming himself. And he's like, this game's going to come down to Lincoln. And then it shows Lincoln over on the sideline. And he's like, you know, trying to get ready. And the the fan's like, yeah, you better put your fucking helmet on. (laughs) And so I turn around. I thought that I'm like, like, go practice. Like, go kick. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah, you know, but it also was like, why is he kicking where the ball could potentially hit one of the – so anyways, but – you know, and and my other my other thing is not a shot at the media. Like these guys, they work hard. They 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 are they put in a lot of time. Look, I mean, a lot of research, a lot of, research. A lot of effort. Yeah, into that but, stuff. It, but, it, 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 I, we are not willing to do what they are doing. The amount of work they put into. Well, it. obviously, just, it's their full time job. Right. I'm just going to give an example though. Like we met with with uh, Spire uh, today. Yep. At eight o'clock. So we should. And, and Scott Altizer said practice starts at nine fifteen. So we're, I told Kyle, I was like, let's get there. You know, nine. Well, we the meeting ran over a little bit, so we get there, and it's like we see them closing the big gate after letting the media in. Yep. And by the time like Kyle and I get in and I go to the bathroom, or whatever, the media is leaving. 
Like they were literally just watching warmups. And I say this all the time to you all yeah, because it's like, you have to take what they are told with a grain of salt or mm -hmm. what they say with a grain of salt, because they're not watching all of practice. Now, uh, Eric Ainge was there. Like he watched practice, like he was there. So he has his own radio show. Like, I don't know how intently he was watching some things. There's a lot of times. He's I don't there. know how long he stayed. Right. I, I didn't see him after right. the first 10, 15 minutes. Right. But it's like, I think he gets talking to a lot of people. Yeah. I don't know how much intently he's watching, but obviously he knows the game of football and he's media, but like some of these other beat writers and other stuff, like they go, they get their little video clips, they post it up. And I, you know, a lot of the times they're like, yeah, this guy's really doing this and this guy's doing that. Like you got to think that maybe sometimes it's the coaches that are telling them what they want so that and coaches use media to motivate players. Yeah. they So all this different hype and stuff that you hear about, like certain players, like, I mean, if you look at Twitter now or hear some things like people think Squirrel White is about to be like, you know, um, you know, Tyreek Hill. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or they like, you know, they're acting like Jalen Hyatt is just going to be this way bigger, way more, more mature player, like all this and all that. I'm like, I don't know how they're seeing that stuff. Maybe the coaches are just saying that to try to help Bill Thomas. I don't know. But like it literally cracked me up. And I never video film. I didn't even take a picture today. Like I didn't video, but it was funny because I was going to video the media walking out <laughs> because practice hadn't started yet. And some guy, I have no idea who it was. I don't know if you know. Yeah, who it was. no, I don't know. He was like just probably a random person that works with the program. Yeah, just... yeah. He it wasn't a coach. It wasn't even like a football ops guy. He's like, hey, uh, there's uh, no videos to be taken. I was like, hey, it's, it's all good. And it was funny because I was videoing the media. media walking, walking out. Video in the uh, yeah. So, but anyways, that's, that's, I just, you know, take everything you guys with very salt. I'm not saying that we know everything. Listen, we get to only go to one practice. Like that's, true. that's all we get to do, but I'm just saying like, just be cautious of what you hear and what you read and all that. Now, Kyler, as the evolve for life, you talked to Danny White today. You talked. To, you talked to Coach Heupel today. I did. I mean, everything that you saw, just wrap us up. Beautiful. I, I mean, Reed has reiterated both podcasts. Like the confidence you have in this team and the coaches, especially because these guys didn't get better overnight. They didn't get better by themselves. All these players got better because of the coaching, the strength coach that gets all that weight on them, the nutritionist that helps them get bigger and stronger and faster that helps guys lose weight. Also the coaching staff that helps them with their technique, with their pad levels, everything has made this team so much better. And it, that's what makes me feel good. It's not that the guys, it's not necessarily their, the guys' attitude towards getting better themselves. It's the fact that the coaches were able to do this because it looked abysmal it looked like there's no shot when we went to that first spring practice the year before last it, it's like the the growth that the coaches have put into these players is incredible so that makes me feel so good again i'm going to tell this the way this practice ended is my favorite part about this practice Danico slaughter gets a pick six during two minute drill Picks off Joe Milton first play. The defense is hyped. They're all around there. Coach Heupel gets in on it, and it's beautiful. They end practice. They get together. Heupel says his stuff. Hey, break it down. Immediately, Byron Young stands up. There was a fight early in practice, including Byron Young. 
He apologizes. He says, I'm sorry. I let the team down. I shouldn't have done that. No one had to tell Byron to say that. He did it himself. He's he's another one of those guys like Jerome and Jacob and some of these guys that I've just got to know a little bit through this stuff. Byron Young seems like an absolute class act. Exactly. Like, he seems like exactly. See, he just he just carries himself very well. So anyway. Yeah, he he gets up there, he apologizes. Hey, I won't let this happen again. I know that I, you know, kind of let the team down. It's a distraction. I shouldn't have done that. This isn't like we shouldn't be fighting. There's you know, possibility for injuries, all that kind of stuff. And Hypel says, Hey, it's not only BY, it's everybody. Jacob Warren immediately stands up. Hey, let's break it down. Listen, we're a family here. We can't be fighting. We're trying to get better. We're trying to win games. This isn't the way we do that. Fighting can happen, but let's not take away from everything else. Let's not get people hurt. And the maturity of that. I Then, you know, after that ended, I went over, introduced myself to Danny White. I just wanted to shake his hand, tell him that I love what he's doing. I think he's doing a great job here. Um, and just introduced myself. That was pretty much it. And then saw Hypo again, said what's up to him. I was like, hey, I love it. I love the way practice just ended. That was the best part about it. And he was like, yeah, we can't be having fights. I was like, listen, when, when I was here, if there was a fight in the field, it was getting taken care of in the locker room, which is not a good thing. It, it Fights were breaking out in the locker room because people didn't want to throw punches with helmets on. They're like, let me get your helmet off. Let me actually fight you. And that's just unhealthy way to view it. And I told him, man, I was like, listen, from from where you came to where you are now and that maturity that just showed up, that's not just there. It has to be taught. It has to be reiterated. It has to be an example. And obviously, these coaches have done that. To to make those guys step up and be self-aware and not be toxic to this team is incredible. It's incredible to see – we absolutely love this practice. I'm so glad it was an actual practice and not a scrimmage. We were able to see more that way. And I am even more excited for this season. I, I I cannot wait to see their growth, to see what they can do. And I truly believe, like, we will be a better team, a more competitive team, and give the Bamas and the Georgias a run for their money. I'm not going to say we're going to beat them, but – they're going to be nervous. Those guys are going to be a little bit nervous. And it's not, you know, it's not like they're just playing Vandy, uh, the other teams of the SEC that might be low caliber. No, no, no. They're going to be nervous playing us. So, all that being said, thank you guys for watching. If you're on YouTube and you are watching, please hit that subscribe button, that like button, that notification bell. Please leave a comment, um, whether it's good, whether it's bad. It's all great to us. Uh, and ask questions. We love answering the questions in that comment section. Hopefully, we were able to answer all of your questions through both of these podcasts. If we were not, please reach out to us again. Um, if we didn't get to any of that, and uh, we'll make sure and do it. If you want to follow us on social media, it's at Believe in Tennessee for our main account, at rbacon 26 read at Kyler Kerbison for all of mine. And please share with your friends and family. Let them know, hey, a VFL and his good friend just went to a practice and they broke down the entire team. And you get to hear about every, almost every single player and where they are and how they look and what this season is going to be like. 
I'm sure there are a lot of all fans that might want to hear that. So please share. Um, and as always, go Vols. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.